0: Hey guys, welcome back to Rodeo, I'm Ramon. I'm Edward. I'm Omar. And I'm (laughs) Damien. So today, we're gonna be touching on something we've all been through. Childhood.
1: I ain't gonna do that. Round of applause. I don't remember
0: it. Let's say it. I Ooh, that's real sad. (laughs) Your pain makes it uncomfortable. <laughs> so to kick it off, we're gonna be playing a game called Rapid Fire. So for those of you who don't know, it's a pretty simple game. So we're gonna choose a category and we're gonna go around in a circle and each person has to name an item from that category. Obviously, if you take too long, you are out of the game or if you repeat someone else's. So since Damien hates going first, let's make him go first. Damien, get a category.
2: The category is countries. Let's do the worst country in the world, the United States
1: America. (laughs) The US education system failed you, Ramon. Chile. Mexico. Canada. Iran. Iraq.
2: Japan. Sudan. Omen. Nigeria.
1: Morocco. United Arab
0: Emirates. Italy, Sweden, Colombia, the UK, Finland, Venezuela,
2: Greenland,
1: Denmark, Guatemala, Australia, Taiwan, Brazil,
2: New Zealand,
1: Laos, Argentina, North Korea, Jakarta, North Korea. I'm yeah, out. out.
2: I'm out. Did yes. you do that on purpose?
0: No, I meant South. <laughs> but
2: South Korea, Mozambique, uh, uh, Vietnam, Djibouti, uh, Zimbabwe, Nigeria. You mm. already said that. China. You're out. <gasps>
0: Woo. Damn. Really really so, Damien cross. won. Congratulations,
2: Damien. I would say I loved geography in high school, so I knew I was going to win that one. You want
1: a Scooby snack? <laughs> <laughs> do you want a Scooby snack or something? He wants his
2: Bitch, do y'all want to fight? Like in T-ways. So like I
0: said earlier, we're going to be diving into childhood and family. So of course, when it comes to childhood, let's start with culture. So what kind of culture were we all brought up in? I guess I'll start. So obviously I'm Mexican. I was raised Catholic. I don't really, you know, to be honest, I don't really remember practicing a lot of traditional, traditional Mexican um celebrations. But for anyone that doesn't know, Cinco de Mayo is not tradition whatsoever. We like lightly celebrated September 15th. Which was the Mexican Independence Day? Oh no, there was some Christmas traditions actually. Uh, we would do posadas, which basically um, I don't know how to translate that in English. You know what that is? Okay, so you basically like you know carry around baby Jesus and you sing a bunch of songs. Uh, and you with cut candle.
2: the cake and like what? There's like a small like little figurine in the cake, right?
0: That is another tradition. Was, yes, hey, they, they did that in anymore. my job. They did, they
2: did that. It. They do that in my job. Uh huh. Because so there's it. a lot of um, Hispanic uh, workers that work in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and they did that in my job. Oh, oh, shut
0: up. Yeah, that's a really cool tradition too, but. That, that one is actually like January 6th those are really like some of the traditions like um, obviously like living in the US you don't get like the full traditions as you would I guess living in Mexico those are some of the traditions and then like I said I was I was raised Catholic emphasis on raised
1: and I'll leave it at that I guess if I'm picking up where you left off I'm half Mexican so I got even less of a cultural experience than you got um because my Mexican side of my family has been here for like three or four generations honestly so we're very Americanized which isn't particularly a bad thing quote unquote but you know I do wish that I had been exposed to a little bit more of like you know my Mexican heritage in a way but you know I mean I I kind of get the gist of a lot of the religious practices and the Catholicism and the rituals that my cousins underwent being raised in the Catholic church I was kind of a mixed raised baby because my mom's side raised me as a a non-denominational Christian and my dad's side raised me as a Catholic, but I couldn't undergo traditions for either because that's hypocritical to both, you know, both can't get baptized as a kid for, for Catholicism and then baptized again as as a teenager for Christianity, you know? So, and culturally speaking, I mean, sadly, there's not a lot because, um, I mean, African-Americans don't particularly have strongly rooted cultural aspects because, you know, we were snatched away from our ancestors' homelands. So, so... Oh. We're kind of out of touch with what our cultural practices would be. So, I can't really speak on like cultural events. I can kind of only speak on religious upbringing, but we'll kind of get into that in a bit. Let me go ahead and let Damien talk.
2: Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with me. Like, I was raised up in a black household. Many of the cultural things that we were brought up as, it was through like Christianity. So, like, Christmas, we celebrated every year. I mean, literally, most likely after Christmas, like, after we woke up and got our presents and stuff, we went to church. We never really sell, not never really. We didn't celebrate Halloween, Thanksgiving. That was a big family thing. Like, we'll either go to a family's house and have like all of our family there, or we'll have all our family come to our house and we'll cook and we'll have a big old dinner. But other than that, like, there wasn't any like big staple like traditions that we had. Like, I never really experienced having an actual like family reunion because that's something that's really big in like the black community where like you have almost like both sides of the family or like a huge gathering of family together in one space. Uh, I never experienced that. The closest I had to that was like, you know, one side of my family when we gathered for like, you may someone's birthday, like, like a great aunt or great uncle or someone like older in our family. If they had a birthday, we all gathered together. Something like that. Like that's probably the only gathering that I had. But other than that, like pretty much any of the celebrating, it wasn't through like, you know, because we are black. There's nothing that we really had. Cause just like Edward said, black people don't really Really have a culture technically because all of our history was wiped away because we were slaves. So like there was nothing that we brought in as, you know, black people. I remember specifically watching Proud Family and there was an episode about um, Kwanzaa. There we go. I was about to say Hanukkah. That's Jewish. About Kwanzaa. And like I really like kind of resonated with it, but I couldn't fully resonate with it because I, I didn't I didn't grow up with that upbringing and, you know, that culture. So but, you yeah, know, I, I definitely, I definitely, yeah, I don't know
1: I mean you brought up good points because I couldn't celebrate Halloween either. My first time really starting to celebrate Halloween was when I was like 18, 19 years old, sadly. You know, I didn't get to do costumes. I didn't get to go trick-or-treating, anything. It was very heavily ingrained by my family that it was a, you know, a demonic holiday. Um, well, on my mom's side, which I was raised with my mom. My parents weren't together, you know, so that's kind of a part of my childhood. But they did, for the most part, co-parent me. My mom did a, a much more present job at that than my father did. But, you know, I thankfully did experience both sides of my family, Uh to my grandma you know my dad's mom halloween was something i didn't get to celebrate that much family reunions i never really had but to be fair i kind of only have my immediate family here in dallas which is you know my parents grandparents uncles aunts cousins great aunts and great grandparents and everything they were all like not you know far away from here they're all uh most of my mom's side is over in west texas like the lubbock loveland area and my dad's side i don't my grandma seems to not even know what side of Me- what part of mexico we hail from so <laughs> i have no idea so we definitely
0: all I feel like we've all been through different cultural and religious type of upbringings. Me, personally, I feel like I was brought up like 50-50. So like... I really paid attention to, like, American culture in terms of, like, I learned a lot of culture through school, in a sense. So, like, my teachers and, like, friends and everything taught me a lot of different things. And then when I'm home, I learned a lot of different things. In terms of, like, traditional culture, in a sense of being Hispanic and, like, Mexican, We, my family wasn't too heavy in true tradition, to be honest. Like, the most traditional, like, thing I can think we can actually did was, like, quinceañeras. Like, that was, like, the most traditional thing we were decorating. Like, my sisters, that was, like, the biggest deal in the entire fucking world, even though she didn't want it. But everything else was, like, very Americanized. Like, we celebrated Thanksgiving. We celebrated Christmas. We celebrated New Year's. We celebrated, like, yeah. what else is there? The Fourth of July. We did all that stuff. We won't celebrate that no more. But we did all that thing. So it was. I was brought up very 50-50. In terms of religion, like, I think I always, someone, now looking back, always had somewhat of a sense. Like, I was never too into church, like, at all. Girl, they brought me into church. I'd be sitting there laughing. I brought, <laughs> I brought a toy. Like, I was like, girl, I don't know what you're saying up there, but it's a cute song you know like the, the song the song the songs were pretty i was like girl you could you could hit that note i was like you can carry that shit all right i see you i see why you sorry all, that why do all catholic
1: hymns sound like horror film songs
0: that's true it's very it's very like purge like when you're about to, when you're about to get sacrificed and then they get you you did make a good point though i guess there are more like things that we don't think about like is my sister had a there's another thing about up that I
1: already forgot, but yeah. But I mean, for me, out of like four female cousins, I only had one One of them have a quinceañera because that's how Americanized we are. And I honestly think she only did it because her mom's side really wanted her to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it just, it for my family in particular, there wasn't a lot of like cultural root, but there was a lot of religious upbringing for, my, for me personally. My mom, you know, my dad's side was a very devout Catholic family and my mom's side was heavily religious and Christian to the point where it was, you know, very judgmental and oppressive of other people thankfully you know my mom and my uncles and everybody have kind of grown out of that and i always in a way challenged that when i was younger because a lot of the things i was taught i disagreed with um because you know a lot of the things you grow up with, they either get instilled in you and define your your values and your ethics, or you defy them and you become somebody else. And for me personally, I didn't really let the religious upbringing define me because I felt like it was very exclusive and judgmental of certain other types of people. And I was never going to be that type of person. I was never going to say, you're less than me, or you're not better than me, or whatever. You said that to me before, though. Yeah, but that's for different reasons. You are less than me. You are not and better I- than me. Yes, I am
0: less ugly than you. I am less <laughs> dumb than you. I agree mm <laughs>
2: Well, no. Ramon was saying something earlier about like um, how a lot of the culture was brought up through school, and I really want to touch on that because like I know it's, it's specifically in elementary school, like we got taught the American way of like culture, like what Thanksgiving was about, like you know, oh, yeah. like you know, the Indians sitting we down with the pilgrims, the yeah, sitting, they passed they, a bowl of corn around, literally, like they sit down with the Indians and they're eating all this fucking shit, and then like Christmas comes around and Saint Nick and. Bob Blah, blah, blah like that's literally all we learned about so like i remember like learning that in school and i would go home and tell my family about it i'm like oh my god we should celebrate like this because they taught us to like this in school and my family would like actually sit me down and be like yeah no this is not how shit went down like this is what happened and this is exactly why we don't celebrate it but i mean they still didn't even like fully go into depth because like nowadays like we're starting to learn about everything now so like you know we're not really fucking with all these little colonizer holidays but you know i i, I had to like say what i need to say for that
0: i i agree though um even though like we i do have some like mexican traditions like traditional stuff or whatever i mean my parents were city folks you know they're they're from mexico city so they never really like practice anything more traditional outside of that we did pick up a lot of, of the american traditions celebrating you know thanksgiving which i mean we don't really all we do is eat it's an excuse to eat honestly fourth of july like we would go out and like watch fireworks but like i mean who doesn't want to watch fireworks you know they're fireworks they're cool moments in our lives that have really just impacted us what moments in our lives do we feel like impacted us and it really is like i guess the way you interpret it uh it could be negative could be positive good i think it's a positive thing but my parents splitting up um when i was 12 i believe it obviously caused a huge shit. huge shit not a huge shit <laughs> <laughs> you took a huge shit
1: not huge
0: shit Did they white it it caused a very different are you going to sleep no
1: that is really rude that was unprofessional i was just going to suck his dick again yeah. no man y'all really?
0: <laughs> hey little piggy uh so my parents splitting up it was a very good thing for my mom because i think that she actually got to <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into it because nobody really cares. But the point is, it's the reason that I am the way that I am. Emotionally, mentally, through my mom, I learned a lot of things as, you know, such as to be independent and to not feel the need to have someone there. You know, she raised two kids on her own and and she did an amazing job with me. My sister is somewhat.
2: Not somewhat. I mean... (laughs) Don't do don't do not Naomi like that. She, he said she was not, a feature. I would say shout out to Queen Naomi. <laughs> don't let your brother dog you like that <laughs> on the internet.
0: <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, she taught me, you know, a lot of things that I still, she, you know, work ethic because she's a workaholic. A lot of things that I'm really, really grateful for. And I and I do feel like I would not have learned them the same way if my parents were still together. Another thing that I feel that really did good that they split was that I got this away from the image of what my dad was because even as they were together I knew that my dad wasn't good for my mom and and like as a kid it's hard watching that and so overall like their split was for me it, I know it's controversial one up but for me it was a good thing that happened it was meant to happen and it has affected the rest of my life um, you know I have a much closer connection with my mom and am more alike to my mom than I am to my dad and I am hundred and one percent
2: perfectly okay with that. I was saying not to add. He looks exactly like his fucking mom. Like his mom literally. Not my mom. No, your mom literally spits you out. Like you look exactly <laughs> like her. <laughs> but no, I can I can kind of agree with. I can relate to Omar a lot because well, first off, my biological dad, I never never knew him up until, like, I was a teenager. But I grew up with my little brother and sister's dad. He basically raised me um, up until, like, like I was, like, 12 or 13. My mom and, and my little brother and sister's dad, they divorced. That was the first time, like, just like Omar was saying, like, that was the first time I was, like, put up to the plate of, like, you know, you're the man of the house, uh, quote-unquote. I was, like, the oldest male figure in the house, so I had to be put as an example for my siblings. And I had to, I mean, I couldn't help out with, you know, shit with my mom because you know like I'm only 11, 10 I can't do anything but like I I have to say no (laughs) I was not But no, I had to I had to set an example for my siblings. And, you know, that that kind of like, I'm happy for what I what I did. And like, I, I feel like I set a good example for them. But like, at the same time, it kind of hindered me emotionally. And like, you know, like I was always raised to not really show emotion. And like, you know, like, I mean, just growing up in a black household, like men are not supposed to show emotion. Men are supposed to be like, you know, the strong figures, this, that, and the third. So like, especially been, being put on that plate of like, you know, you're the man of the House, you know, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to be the strong person. You're supposed to do this and that and the third. Like, you know, I I tried to take in that whenever the people that were replace me, quote unquote, my mom's boyfriends or even her, uh, the the man that she ended up marrying after, he would instill these these ideals in my head or whatever. And that kind of it took a toll on my mental health. Like even now as an adult, like I still hold these ideals and I shouldn't because like they're they're kind of toxic. Toxic masculinity is a thing and that's something that's definitely brought up through childhood that should you know be nipped in the bud. Mm. ASAP mm. like like I was saying before like I completely agree. I can see where Omar comes from. Like I was head of the household quote unquote like along with my mother I had to help raise my siblings. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Oh that's right. Mm-hmm.
2: And I had to you know you know teach them right and from wrong even though I was literally teaching myself Like I was, they always
0: chose wrong too. Yeah, they they they
2: literally chose wrong, but I had to like you know let them know. But at the end of the day, I didn't know because I was still a child. Like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was still learning along with them.
0: That's a very interesting take on like you guys' lives, on like what you guys went through. Because in a sense, I feel like I went through the opposite. I didn't really have to take care of anybody. I'm the baby, so it's like there's three of us. I'm the baby, so it was like I was learning from my older siblings' mistakes in a sense. I am the baby. Yeah, I feel like I grew up the opposite from omar and damien and so i was very taken care of in a sense but the thing with me is like i think the most impactful thing that i all that i think about to this day is like i didn't learn the most basic things in sense of like how to treat people and how to be with one another and how to show your appreciation for people any like anything you think you would learn from family i feel like i learned majority of that through other people so in a sense my teachers my friends my classmates whatever that case may be so i learned all that even looking back like in a young age like i knew what was wrong with my brother was a hot mess back in the day my sister wasn't my brother was and I knew what he what he was doing and what he was in back in the day was not it like and it's not obviously I wasn't raised a lot I didn't raise myself but in a sense I was raising myself so I was teaching myself and understanding at a very early age what right was what wrong was how to treat somebody as what respect was what loyalty was what the most the most major things that we have to learn now as adults were but I learned it on my own I didn't learn it through family I think that was the biggest impact to this day i love family like family's everything i get it i understand but that's why to this day that's the most impactful thing to me because i heavily believe when people say blood is thicker than water i'm 50 50 on that i feel like you can still pick your family friends Mm -hmm. become family people that aren't even your blood become family it's not the fact that you're blood it's the relationship you make it's the relationship you build in a sense that's what really truly matters that's what's the most impactful thing in my life that's what i learned the most you can be my blood, but I still won't fuck with you. I don't care. It just—it's the relationship. It's what matters. It's your values. It's your morals. And I was learned, and I was taught that by so many different people that came into my life. Thankfully, so that's that's my mindset, and I'm, I'm happy I have that mindset. That's why it's so—it means a lot to me. That's like the most impactful thing in my life personally. So even though I wish I was more, a bit more family orientated, I'm glad I have the open mindset that anybody can become my family if I want them to be my family if that connection is there.
1: For me, I think what really changed the course of, like, how I turned out was...
0: Come on, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your father?
1: The event that kind of changed the course of who I became or what I went through in life is uh, the time period that I had to go live with my dad because of uh, getting into some trouble with my mom. So, you know, growing up, just like Damien and Omar, I was the oldest child and you set the example for your younger siblings and you're responsible and you help raise them and all that. I was the good kid for so long and it just still got me nowhere in a way. So I kind of just, I felt like I deserved some freedom or some rewards that I wasn't getting. So I would spend a lot of time with friends Like in middle school, after school, like staying late without asking my mom, stuff like that. She would get so mad at me and she would always accuse me of doing things I knew I wasn't doing. But, you know, it was just her, you know, it was her fear as a mother that I was getting involved in with bad people or bad things or whatever the case may be. So eventually it all kind of exploded into her sending me to live with my dad. And, you know, I won't go too into depth about the things that happened while I lived with my dad. But he really damaged our relationship, which was already kind of rocky at the time because he was not very present growing up, as I mentioned earlier. Um, So for him to come around and, you know, do some of the things he did to me was really traumatizing and kind of devastated me. And it just made me want to close myself off from my dad and also from my mom for sending me to go through that. You know, not that I ever blamed her for anything my dad did or anything like that. But, you know, I just kind of sheltered myself and protected myself from that point on and kind of detached from my family in a way, which is pretty sad because, you know, you know, I love them with all my heart. But I do feel like I was from that point on, I went through a lot of things in my life on my own because I felt like I couldn't really fall back on my family. I felt like nobody was there to help me. So a lot of the bad low moments in my life are results of me not asking other people to help get me out of like a rut that I may have been in or something. Kind of attribute that to the things that transpired while I stayed with my dad. Thankfully, our relationship has healed pretty much for the most part and we're on good terms. And, you know, I feel like anyone can do that if the if one person is willing to admit their faults, because my dad has apologized for some of the things he's done to me in the past. And, you know, that's growth, that's maturity. I, I'm glad he's willing to change and I'm willing to rebuild that relationship.
0: So we've all been through very... Different life altering situations, moments in our lives. Clearly, if we could all possibly go back and change something from our past, what would it possibly
2: be? Since Omar is over here pointing at me, I guess I'll go first. I mean, okay, so earlier I I said something about like how I never, I I didn't meet my actual biological father until like I was a teenager, specifically when I was 15. Honestly, I wish either that happened a lot earlier or I wish I came into contact with my sibling. Siblings on his side earlier, since I transferred to a different college, like back closer to Dallas, I actually came in contact with my brother that's actually closest to me. Like he's actually three weeks older than me. And we share a lot of similarities, but we also have like, we're also like complete opposites. Like we share the same name, but honestly, like I love him to death and I wish we would have came in contact a little earlier back in our lives. And honestly, I wish I would, I wish I could have met my other siblings before we all like actually, actually grew up and like, you know, you know, figured out our own personalities and our own like our own little quirks and stuff. Like I wish I wish that would've happened a little earlier into my life but honestly I'm not upset that it, all this is happening now I mean I'm kind of upset because like this um quarantine mess is going on and and the C word is happening and Here I, she comes yeah, again. Yeah I'm, I'm censoring her this time God damn. I know every still every e- no. every free. episode You're living on our
1: podcast
2: Girl she's living in the world rent free <laughs> so <laughs> what can we do Listen, I'm gonna sit right No here. she charging a
1: couple bodies you know? here <laughs>
2: Edward said that. I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> so if y'all wanna if y'all wanna come at anybody, don't come at, at Rodeo. Come at Edward. At Evo Ramirez. Oh, my zero Zero One Three Seven eight. Edward Ramirez. <laughs> he lives in two.
0: Hey. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's my address too. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Like
2: I was saying, like, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm upset that I'm meeting them or I'm meeting my others out of the family, like now in my life, but just wish I would have met them earlier just so I could see like, you know, how, how they grew up and, you know, actually got to experience them in, in their childhood. And like, we could relate from there mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, figuring out everything as like adults. as adults. Yeah, pretty much.
0: I mean, you said something pretty personal and I was originally going to say, I wish that I would have been more athletic <laughs> as a kid anyway. But I think something um, a little bit more important. I guess I wish I could have changed, and I know this is like kind of unrealistic, but I guess I kind of wish I would have changed like the course of like my parents moving to the US. I don't know. I would have loved to have grown up with, you know, cousins and around me, my grandparents, well, my grandmas really, which I didn't really get to have, you know, growing up. It was just me and my sister always. I think that it it just, it was a little lonely, I won't lie. So yeah, I mean, I think that's what I would have changed. And and like I said, it's really, it's like unrealistic. And like, you know, obviously we still see our family, but it's different visiting, you know, a whole different country than, you know, being around your family within the same, you know, uh, area. Uh-huh. So it's, um, yeah, that would be it for me.
1: Something that maybe I would change is that I would spend a little more time with my grandparents because, you know, you guys talking about your families, of course, I had all four of my grandparents, but I kind of, and, you know, I spent time with them. I'd go to my dad's side every other, pretty much every other weekend and stay at my grandparent's house. And, you know, I went to church every single weekend with my mom's parents, of course, and grandparents on that side. But I never really feel like I got to talk to them about who I was. You know, they always instilled a lot of like love and knowledge and wisdom in me. And, you know, that still carries on with me to, to this day even with three of the four of them being gone, I feel like I maybe. I mean, as a kid, I feel like you just don't know that you're taking it for granted or you don't know that you're not investing enough into somebody who, you know, cares a lot about you. I mean, you know, you don't really have that wisdom as a kid, but you know, just retrospect, retroactively looking back on it, it's like, wow, I wish I had spent even more time with my grandparents than I did, you know, because I miss them a lot. You know, they, I'm I'm thankful to have had all four of them because I know not a lot of people come into this world and sometimes don't have all four, sometimes don't even have two, sometimes don't even have one you know so i thankfully had four amazing grandparents and even as religious as they were which is can sometimes translate to being conservative and oppressive and overbearing they were quite frankly the sweetest people on this planet and you know they are a lot of the reason that i am as patient and kind and sincere and (laughs) and loving as i am today because they instilled that in me you know but yeah i mean that's kind of all that's probably the only thing i would change I went through a lot of bad things growing up, but even those things I wouldn't particularly change because I kind of feel like everything happens for a reason.
0: Honestly, there's not something too major I would change for me personally, only because how I see life now is just like, I feel like I went through things because I had to go through things. So there's not anything much I would change. Like re- if I really, really had to change anything, I think it would just be the toxic masculinity that I was, that was forced upon me growing up because my brother was in the streets. My cousins were very much so like guys, like they were very, they loved cars, this and that, this and the other. So I felt like I had to be that way. I felt like I had to dress a certain way. I I feel like I had to like Jordans. I feel like I had to wear baggy clothes. Like how I said earlier though, I also had outside influences. So I had friends, TV, like culture was very much so big, impacting me in terms of American culture. So like if I would have known the proper terms in terms of what being gay was or being very that, I had a splash of that in me, but I had more of the masculinity being forced upon me in my life. So it's like, I was in my mom's room watching Cheetah Girls, but as soon as I left the room, I was outside with my dad having to do yard work Or having to like go do shit with my dad. My brother, I was always in my. With my brother, wherever he was with with his guy friends, so it's very that. So I feel like if I just had a more open environment or been more of a welcoming welcoming environment, I wouldn't have been how I was in my early teen years. So in a sense, I was very judgmental. I feel like in terms of people that were, yep. <laughs> in terms of people that were just very out there, I was very judgmental. But I think I was only so judgmental just because it goes back to like when you're like secretly one of the girls. <laughs> You just envy the girls that are already out, you know? I have one last kind of fun question for everyone. What would you say was your favorite like T V show or cartoon growing up? Like ultimate favorite that you were like just so thankful you had it? That's hard. Ultimate cartoon show, Avatar. Ultimate TV show, That's a Raven. Mm-mm. They're both TV shows, sweetheart. <laughs> no, one cartoon, one's actual TV. I Ultimate. think it was just okay. Like, okay. Okay, so I think for me, like, my favorite cartoon ever was SpongeBob. It, and it's still so quotable nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. And then my favorite, like, series, like... Okay, so for Disney Channel, I guess I would say maybe, like, That's a Raven. That was definitely my favorite. Nickelodeon was, I guess, SpongeBob. Victorious, but I was already, like, a
2: teenager then. Oh, we're by going then. off a different, like, network. Oh shit! I mean, yeah, I only said two.
1: Yeah, anyone who knows me, including these four, know that it's Pokemon. Pokemon all day and night. All... Girl, don't nobody know you. All right, well, let me exit myself from this podcast then. <laughs> Yay.
0: Welcome to Rude. <laughs> Not door. What would you call it door?
2: Uh Damien, back to you. I guess one of my like favorites that I'd like I feel like i would be a different person if I didn't have it in my life was Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball like the franchise in general.
0: All the balls. Yeah. yeah.
2: All seven of them. Dragon Balls. Like. What
1: are you dragging them to? <laughs>
2: No, like um, Dragon Ball, like the whole like franchise in general, like that that really made a big impact on my childhood, and it still makes an impact on my adulthood now. So, so since we've
0: been speaking about some of our favorite shows, we're gonna keep on going with some things that are popping, but popping now. So we're gonna get into our weekly roundup. <laughs> <laughs> So, since I did touch on Avatar, since it is my favorite cartoon show, if you don't know, it has been been put onto Netflix, also along with Korra. So, I just wrapped up uh, Avatar The Last Airbender for the first time ever in my life. Woo. As a kid, I saw maybe like one or two episodes. It didn't really interest me then, but wow. I just want to say it has to be one of the greatest shows I've ever seen, so very well written, very well casted. Mm-hmm. The voice actors did amazing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Zuko, shout out to Uncle Iroh, shout out to- um... Rest in peace, mm-hmm. the
2: voice actor from Uncle Iroh, he he passed away he this way. year. He did? Yeah, this yeah. year.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. He um... <gasps> nice. out of there. Now he out of there. But yeah, um, amazing show. I can't wait to start Korra and and get into that too.
1: He should have been started that, but it's all right. I understand why he's delaying it. Uh, to me, I'm a halfway through Korra, and I personally, honestly, hot take, I like it better as a series than The Last Airbender. I don't particularly like her more than Aang that much. Although also I'm not super fond of Aang like a lot of people are. I think he was immature
2: and childish and temperamental, but also he was 12. So, yeah. What's your excuse? At Honey, at I'm the most kind, like, calm, halfway patient. I'm halfway through through uh, season one of Cora and I'm like, girl, hold on, you are, um, you are a little promiscuous. She like Cora is very sexually fluid. We'll yeah. say that.
0: Oh my. Yeah, God. she
2: a freak nest. <laughs> is she a
0: waterbender?
1: She yeah, got, she's, she's... she got that wet ass pussy. <laughs> no, she
0: doesn't
1: get her period. She just bends the blood away. Oh,
0: Oh, since he talked about wet ass pussy, let's talk about wet ass pussy. Put him on his knees, give him something to believe in. <laughs> wop, 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 wop. I heard that's an onomatopoeia, too. It is. So, uh, shout out to Megan the Stallion and Cardi B on their number one for WAP. Yeah, yeah shout out to Megan for her number one. To number one, WAP. period. baby. Here, Megan's year 2020. Oh, Princess oh, of rap, my baby girl. <laughs> A I love
2: what? how no, I know I, I love how you said princess of rep and you had like the, the pop on the P <laughs> like. Yeah, I she's that.
0: popping. That's that's my girl. She carried the song.
2: And I be honest. She did No, in like real opinions, like I'm sorry, Cardi. I love I love the song in general, but Megan Megan carried you on her back. Yeah. Like, on her back. Mm-hmm. Like, Megan carried that song. Mm-hmm. Like, if Megan wasn't on it, I'm sorry. That song would not have been as big as it is. I mean, the fucking the uvula droke and, like, the fucking. Right, right.
0: dumbass hoe. It's called
2: a uvula. The fucking. Well, uvula. Mac- Girl, remember The macaroni in the pot joke, like Right, that's tired bitch. Shut yeah, up. Yeah. What was the other one? The big Mac truck and Yeah, big Mac truck up yeah. in this little garage. <gasps> what the fuck she said. Yeah, I mean I mean Cardi, those
0: are cute. I mean, but Cardi serves what she wants. The, like she no, serves a comedic... Yeah, say, you know, yeah she's yeah. a clown. She's very funny. No.
2: Cardi can serve. Like I'm gonna say, baby, Cardi can give especially in that video that video no words that video was so good
0: i give her that she can perform so congratulations but, to them yeah congratulations to megan period female <laughs> empowerment. Speaking of Megan, y'all, so she recently uh, uploaded pictures of her injured foot because apparently there was a lot of people, grown men, who didn't believe that she got shot or were always asking like, whoa, whoa, she probably did something to trigger what's-his-face to shoot her. And it's like, what the fuck? I can't believe that women have to literally show you the evidence that they get shot when something so so traumatic like that happens. It's just crazy to me and I feel so bad for Megan because she deserves a world and she seems it's like such an authentic mm. person like she said she's so nice to everyone and it, no um, literally you're yeah. right like the fact that she's only having to prove herself because she's a woman which is fucking ridiculous like first of all like whatever anybody else has to say it does not matter what happened to her is what happened to her they wouldn't be asking a man if it was if it was Todd all that got shot they would have been like oh he got shot for real for real. we ain't questioning it he got shot but it's megan it's a woman she's gonna get questioned for what Tell, like literally for what just because she's a woman that's literally ridiculous
2: i definitely i definitely agree with that i feel like i feel like black women in general are not being taken serious. The fact that, like, the fact that you know black women are not being taken serious. The fact that Breonna Taylor, her killer, her still out, you know and the what? fact that no one is taking her death seriously. She's being made a fucking meme. People are making a meme of this girl. Like, this is just this is just the the tip of the iceberg. And then the fact that you know we're we're looking at celebrity black women. Megan Thee Stallion, she literally got shot. She literally had to go to the hospital. Got had to get treated. And people are still questioning. The fact that she like the fact that they think that she's not telling the truth. Like there's literally a video of her walking across the street, bleeding, bleeding out of her fucking body. Like she's bleeding and she's not having her period. She's literally bleeding. Like bleeding on the street.
0: She literally collapses down. Like
2: like she got shot. Like what more can you what more can you argue with that? Like, please start taking black women seriously. Please start taking Mm -hmm. black people seriously. Please start taking black trans women seriously. seriously. Please start taking black people seriously. Please start Start, take, start taking people seriously. Like whenever people say they're going through shit, like they're going through shit. Like, like why? Why do we have to question her? She literally had to go to the hospital, and the fact that she got onto Instagram Live, she's explaining herself. She should yeah, not have she, to do that. Yeah. She did not have to do that. She doesn't owe us that. So why mm-hmm. the fuck does she have to do that? Because y'all don't want to take her seriously. Like what the fuck?
0: And, and speaking of which, you just reminded me. Um, I don't really have this story prepared, but I was seeing that there was this three uh, black trans women that were attacked in LA. I, I don't know if you guys are aware of that or saw that. Yeah, no, I, I, I was watching a video, because there was a lot of videos, there was a guy there that he was like laughing, and, and they were attacked by grown men, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. grown fucking men. Quote, unquote, men. And it was really sad to watch because they were like laughing and recording everything. And like one of the one of the men like attacked one of the women. He busted her head open, and she was like on the floor crying and, and bleeding. And they had already given them like their 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 bags, their money, their shoes. Like they had given every. They were you know cooperative. And I just they, think it that it's that
2: they're like cooperative. Like they shouldn't even have to be cooperative. They're just being themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's sick.
0: And let me just say this, if you are a a man, whether you're homosexual, heterosexual, whatever the case is, or if you date a man for those girls, or even you girls alone, please, for the love of Christ, educate yourself and please help fight against transphobia because it is not... An opinion. It is not whether you agree on. It's not politics. Like it is absolutely life and death at this point. Trans women, especially uh trans women of color, especially Black trans women, are dying left and right, and it's always murder. That absolutely has to stop. And it starts by educating each other, educating yourselves, and being tolerant.
2: Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I I definitely agree with that, and I've already said it before. Start taking women seriously whether it's cisgendered women, whether it's trans women, whatever the case may be. If we want to start from something that's very relatable, Megan Thee Stallion, her her situation, the fact that people were arguing with her, you know, the fact that she had to come out publicly and like explain herself, that's uncalled for. But anyways, let me me get off the subject.
1: Well, in other, like, big news this week, did you guys see that stuff about Trey Songz and the NBA team and those two girls that did the the radio interview or podcast interview, maybe? I don't know the girls' names, but I guess they are notorious for getting to sleep with, like, athletes or celebrities or whatever the case may be. And uh, one of the girls was sharing her story about how Trey Songz, like, held her hostage and, like, wouldn't let her leave the hotel until he was ready to go and, like, leave for his flight. And then he even put her in the bathtub and peed on her. <laughs> That's
0: why he wasn't ready to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Everyone's kind of like shaming the, the girls. And I look at it and I'm like, shouldn't Trey Songs be the one getting shamed? Shouldn't this basketball team that, you know, she said she sucks seven dicks and everyone's calling her a slut, but why y'all not calling the men that stood in line with their pants around their ankles sluts? Y'all stood there in a room full of other men getting their dick sucked and still chose to get your dick sucked by this woman that you're later on going to degrade? Like what's the point? I've never understood that about men. How are you going to sit here and love porn, love women, love threesomes, love any form of sexual activity. But but hate when a woman takes control of it herself. Y'all just like control. Y'all just like power.
0: Right. I ain't, judge, um, I ain't gonna judge the girl for getting peed on, but not judge him for peeing on people. Who pees on people?
1: Well, there's a whole community of those people.
0: And I'm judging them. And yes. from the way she said it, it sounded like he didn't ask for consent.
2: Right, and it sounds like he don't drink no water. It probably stinks. And it's a white girl he let call him the N-word. Okay, yeah, I would say, so let's start from there. He let this white woman call him the N-word. That's the first, like, no-no. The second part is... I mean, I'm all for, you know, sexual liberation. If a man want to get his ass ate, he going to get his ass ate, period. And if a straight man want to get his ass ate, you know, I'm all for that specifically because, like, you know, I love that men want to explore, like, the taboo parts of them. The The stuff that he did, on the other hand, like, I'm not with that. He, like, held her hostage. Like, I don't agree with that at all. So... I don't know i just don't agree with the fact that like all these men are like degrading women Mm -hmm. in general because of you know they want to be more sexually liberated they want to be not even sexually active but more they want to be more vocal about their sexual activism what's the big fucking deal
1: this started even just a few you know a week or two ago whenever WAP was released everyone was so enraged at Cardi and Megan and oh the downfall of black women and rap female rap had sings about nothing but sex and blah 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 but y'all don't listen to these female rappers when they are rapping about other things in their life y'all don't acknowledge them when they're actually you know when they talk about other things so whether they're talking about sex or whether they're not talking about sex it don't matter because you're not listening anyways but but you want to be faux outraged when they're rapping about the same things that Rick Ross and Lil Wayne and so many other rappers throughout history have been rapping about—fucking many as many women as they can—and not, you know, not giving a damn. Men fuck so many women and they don't get called the damn thing. But let a woman fuck two, three men in the same town, and she's the she's a town slut. She's a town skank. She's a, a what's the word? Harlot. Y'all ever watched Easy A? That's my I movie. Love Easy, yes, and Edward no but I just think that as men we should all stay out of women's business period let the women fight amongst themselves
2: <laughs> and even like um, there was a TikTok recently that was made and it's this guy he's playing like a compilation of like different rap songs and like the rap, different male rappers they're talking about are talking about like pussies in different songs and shit and it's a, a long list of male rappers That are doing it A lot of female rappers Are like Yeah like what You know These male rappers Can do this For years and years and years But the, the moment Literally like In the past like Few years There's been female rappers That's been talking about Like being sexually liberated And And the And men across the board are not with it like Mm -hmm. or specifically (laughs) straight men because I would say me as a gay black cis man I'm with the shit I'm with it like I'm with the shit like you talking about getting your pussy eight bitch I'm with you I mean I don't know what that means I don't know what that (laughs) feels like but I'm with it like but like I don't get it I don't understand why cis black straight men or cis men in general Mm -hmm. do not fully understand or fully get why women want to be more sexually and want to be more sexually like you know vocal about their shit and it's some
1: women who have fallen victim to the patriarchy like them old dusty white conservative women with the the dusty ass pussies the docks parents No, I agree completely with Damien. I agree completely that men need to quit being so mad at women for something that they created. I see it all the time. They hate when a woman has an OnlyFans. And yet you over here watching porn and wanting to sleep with all these women and see her do so many sexual things. But you hate that she's making money off of it. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Do you hate women that have sex or do you not? And if you do, then you should seek help.
0: Girl power yeah honestly men just need to stay out of women's business like literally gay men too cause I feel like a lot of gay men can be very misogynistic and also like I think we can all agree that female rap is so much better than male rap mm-hmm. like it just has more style more flow like it male rap is kind of the same thing over and over like depending on the artist it's just like they just don't have the character I
2: guess that, that female rap has Kendrick the same, does the same Kendrick does yeah I'm mm-hmm. saying like, they don't have the Jenny say of like you know female rap. Period. They don't have the Jenny say quoi. you. Are uh, Jenny
0: said quoi, but yeah, it's uh, a state of women's business. Black lives matter. Yeah, and like always, oh, black lives matter. We still have to uh, whip it out. We have to have our cocks in a fight. <laughs> should kids get whooped? AKA, should you beat your kids' ass? <laughs> I'm 50-50 if it's needed or if in the moment it is right of course but don't cross the line I wish my parents would have communicated with me instead of just well, I didn't get beat really because I was a pretty good kid but when I did I'd just be like looking back and be like why didn't you just talk to me because if I that's what doesn't make sense to me if I was already a good kid why what my ass why not just talk to me it makes no sense so what are you hitting me for like are you just mad bitch you hit yourself you raised me the fuck what my mom don't want me no domestic violence. No, I'm just kidding. Don't hit don't hit your wives or your spouses. Unless they want to
2: have a fight night. I mean, I'm very 50-50 with this because, like, I obviously— Well, not obviously because y'all don't know me. I was whooped growing up. I wasn't whooped, in my opinion. I feel like I wasn't whooped for, like, the wrong things. Like, I feel like I was whooped for, like, certain reasons, valid reasons. I don't think the way that people are being, like, the kids that are growing up in this day and age, I feel like the kids that are growing up, I feel like they don't need to be whooped for what they've been whooped for, or or even, like, to the extent of what they're being whooped for. Like, the fact that people are getting on, like, on, like, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, or, like... Where they're recording their kids being like punished on social media, I feel like that's beyond the line. Like I don't, I don't feel like that's that should be done. The the things that I've been like punished for, I feel like that's been done behind closed doors. You know, the confines of a home. I'm very fifty fifty with it. I'm very like I'm here and there. I say whoop them.
0: Well, here's my thing. Obviously, yes, there's a time and place, and you know, obviously, you don't humiliate your kids online. That's pathetic. I, I really don't know why anyone would do that. But there are some badass little kids running around, and y'all see my Walmart, you see my Target, you're just like, damn, get that shit under control. But the thing is, sometimes with kids, and I know I get it. Some people are like, oh, you know, hitting them is gonna make them like violent or make them like not like you or whatever. No, like parents say, I, I'm not here for you to like me. I'm not here to be your friend. But no. I mean in reality sometimes it is necessary to hit kids. I personally think that it is okay whether you don't like cross the line and become abusive or hit them just because no like you have to hit them like with the right circumstances. If they do something minor, try to have conversations with them. Now if they're like Throwing shit around and, and making like tantrums and breaking stuff around your house, then that's a good call for a whooping. But if they do something like make a C on their report, kind of like don't whip your kid. That's only gonna make them hate you. Like,
2: even just like hate you. Like, it's just like they have some sort of animosity. Like, doing shit like that will only gather animosity. It's not gonna mm-hmm. make them hate you. It's just gonna gather animosity.
0: If you got whooped as a kid, say that.
2: I mean, I did. I just said that. I, I was whooped as a kid.
0: Oh, yeah. no. I mean, I, I got hit, too.
2: No, I was beat as a kid. Oh, you yeah. You got your makeup
0: done as a kid?
2: I wish. I wish that
1: was the <laughs> case, baby. Was I wish. Weak. I'm going to be the contrarian here and say I don't think beatings are ever yeah, yeah. justified. Um, I do understand that there's kids that it seems like, you know, discipline... Like, non-physical discipline doesn't work on them. But to be honest, that becomes a failure of the parent because along the way, you didn't discipline them the right way or you didn't, you know raise them in a way where they respect you. So beating them is only going to further the disconnect of respect and love that they have for you in a way. I understand that a lot of people got whoopings or beatings and turned out fine, but at the same time, it's kind of more of like a, it's a negative reinforcement that wasn't really necessary. You know, we, at least speaking from an American standpoint or black families, I have kind of seen the light because I used to think like all the time, like, oh, like, you know, kid can get whoopings when they're really bad and still turn out fine, and if anything, it makes them better, but I don't think that's true. If me and my siblings, you know, we got we got whoopings here and there, and my sister's still one of the worst children that my mom gave birth to, oh. and I'm still one of the best children that my mom gave birth to. Like it doesn't, you know, the whooping doesn't change the course of your history or who you are as a child. It just either makes you fear the parent or isolate. But in the, the moment, them. as a parent, you feel a lot better whooping that ass. I and mean, they always yeah. say, it and that's hurts them more than it hurts you. No, it doesn't. It hurts the child a lot more. Yeah,
2: I was saying, and yeah, I was saying. Even even doing that in like different species Like I would give like a little spanking To, to like my little pets or whatever And nothing will change Like mm-hmm. but like different species don't know what that is Like they don't mm-hmm. understand what the fuck Girl. that means I would say little puppy running around here Fucking my shit up Like I will give him a little spanking on the ass And he wouldn't know what the fuck that means He will just go back and do what the fuck he's doing I did not give
1: you consent to hit
2: my child But if he's in my watch <laughs> He's gonna get hit <laughs> He scratched the fuck out of me open my skin, like, yeah. Scratch
0: him back. And And if
2: he bites you, bite him back. But no, like. He said he about to cook that cat. (laughs) I gonna cook that cat. But no, um. (laughs) No, like, I, like, I was saying. I don't understand. I'm screaming. But no, like, but like, you know, discipline isn't, isn't something that's, you know, ingrained in every species. You know, you can't just discipline everybody the same way.
0: Shit, I'm ingrained in the species I have, because.
2: They get whooped. And I, I understand that too, because like, I feel like the way I was raised up, I've, I've seen that discipline is definitely ingrained in a lot of like the kids that I've came up with. Like, I feel like if, if I were to discipline children of my own, they will adapt to the same, like, you know, ideals that I want to ingrain in them. The way that discipline has been brought up through like our generation, especially through social media, I do not agree with that at all, period.
0: Yeah, I think we can all agree that social media, like disciplining, like exposing, like not exposing, but like making videos of your kid and uploading them and stuff like that. I think that's absolutely atrocious and
1: it it ruins a lot more than you think. But that's why I don't think you should beat your kids at all because a lot the, the social media thing comes from a, a lack of respect for children because you don't see mm-hmm. them as your equal so you think it's okay to humiliate them or to put them on a public platform but shaming them. them is not no beating shaming is the, them. no yes it is because think about it if you it's had a negative, negative reinforcement if you, for them doing something bad if you had the same level of respect for them as you did any other adult you don't fight adults that are you, you're not supposed to fight adults that's
0: a terrible analogy no though. it's not but
2: it's the same thing though like you're like raising you that you child. you wouldn't put any like adult that you're about to fight like whether it be something as small as like Mm -hmm. you stepped on my shoe as or something as big as like you hit my car or you burned my house how would you know because
0: i wanted to fight that old lady that hit my car
2: well i mean that's up to you but (laughs) me in my life like i wouldn't put every fight that i have on. on my social media and so therefore, I wouldn't put any any dispute I have with my child. I agree on with media. that
0: though. Like everything like that does stay
1: personal, but that kid is still getting whooped. But then but, you also said, but you're raising them, so you have the right. No, your boss raises you at work in a way, but you're he's no, not. No, he's, he's not gonna, doesn't, you. You know what I mean? Your boss he's is nurturing not your career the same oh, way you nurture your children's no, growth.
0: No, they're there for a paycheck, just like
1: you. Well, you them. know what I mean. They're still giving you the trainings and things that you that you need. No. I think that,
0: look, listen. You just you, want a reason to beat your kids. No, Break I don't want to beat kids. I, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> it's just that, like, if I have offspring, I want them to be the best possible version them of themselves. Offspring. Anyways, I don't think we're going to agree. It's a cockfight, fight, so. I won. <laughs> we can't agree on anything, but that's just gays being gays. So we don't have men. And but. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys for listening so much. We love you guys for listening. Keep supporting us. And like we always tell you guys, if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about or cover, any opinions, whatever the case may be, let us know. Honestly, like follow our Instagram, hit us up. We love opinions. We love to know your guys' thoughts. So really, really like let us know all the time. We would love to get feedback and we'd love to hear more.
2: And keep us updated, you know, interact with us. I mean, we don't really interact with y'all, but we want to... Too. <laughs> uh, we want to interact with y'all and, and keep that up you know we have a lot planned for y'all so just keep your eye out
0: as always thank you so much for listening it really means a lot a lot of you guys do get feedback um, and please share with your friends too they might be interested in this but um, we started this in March and we still have so many things to talk about so many ideas but we would still love to hear what you guys would love would like to hear on an episode and, and we'll make it happen thank you so much as always for listening
1: and tonight's episode was kind of of the introduction to what's going to become the end of our season. So we still have a few more episodes in store for you guys, so just stay tuned for those. But just to kind of give you guys a little hint at what's to come, if today's episode was us reflecting on our past and our childhoods and our upbringings, I just want you to keep in mind that we're just going to be moving forward in our timelines as we go forward. So you can look forward to some exciting new things coming up in the next couple of weeks as we release the last few episodes of season one. This has been so much fun for me. and everyone else I hope I can say too because you know at the beginning of this this was nothing but a pipe dream but thanks to our good friend She Who Shall Not Be Named we decided to actually put our foot down and do something for a change so
2: and then one other person or one other no one other thing or entity we want y'all to to know our good friend Ari aka Puppy aka Kitty aka the baddest Puta the the baddest okay. kitty is still- in the game. Okay, no. <laughs> it's still Rodeo, but no, no I want her her <laughs> him <have. laughs> I want him to, to make a uh, make a debut. Yeah. So make a meow. Yeah. Come on, puppy. Oh.
1: <laughs> You're a badass baby. <laughs> no.
0: All right. So, good night, everyone. Good night. good night, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. And
2: at the end of the day, Black Lives Matter. Today, there tomorrow, is. and always. All holes
0: matter. Good night.